we've kind of gone from like an evolution of being a species that were really governed by firstly the spleen, which is what we were as five-centered beings, which was all about survival, you know, very self-focused, like I just, what's going to keep me alive right now, to then seven-centered beings who were governed by the Ajna, which was like, okay, what's logical, what's smart, let's be strategic, let's build, let's focus, to then the nine-centered beings where it's like, but hang on, what do we feel? Welcome, beautiful you, to Girl and Hamoon, the podcast. My name is Jordan and I invite you to join us as we connect, share our experience and become one for a moment. From topics like self-worth, creativity, expression, intuition and soul, to astrology, numerology, tarot, energetics and more. And then the topics that are undefinable and ungraspable. Exploring what it means to be alive, to be rooted in both our divinity and humanness, and returning to the space where they are one. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Hello, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited for our conversation ahead. Hi, Jordan. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Amazing. Human design has been something that, even before the podcast was born, has been at the very top of my list of something that I've wanted to explore and your name has been right next to that at the very top. So I'm, I'm really excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and just for before we dive into this magical system, for anyone in our community that doesn't yet know you, would you like to just tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with human design? Yeah, so my name's Amy Lee. I am an astrologer and a human design guide, I say. I'm also a business mentor. So I work with sort of the stars, the cosmos, the, and then energy. Um, and so I actually found human design through astrology. So I was had a love of astrology my whole life, um, decided to study astrology in 2017. And just as I was finishing my first kind of astrology courses, found human design, discovered I was a projector. And then I was like, oh, this is it. This is like life-changing information. Um, And it really did change like so much for me in regards to how I understood myself and my energy. I think it it works so beautifully with astrology too, because human design is is based on astrology. Astrology is one of like the core teachings. Um, So yeah, that's kind of how I found it. And now I kind of work with both the systems and then, yeah, and energetics. But um, human design makes up a big part of the work I do with business owners, which is really about helping them understand their own energetics. That's incredible. I, I have to kind of echo what you said, even just like, I don't know a lot about human design and we can kind of explore that a little bit later, how it's almost a little bit intimidating approaching a whole new system, but even just knowing that I'm a projector was like revolutionary to find out um it is quite incredible just the um I suppose all of the layers that come with one small category like you're a projector opens so much from there that can support you in so many so many ways but what I um really wanted to start with was going back to the very beginning because human design is fairly new isn't it Mm, so it was essentially channeled a, a man, Robert Krakauer, he had his, he changed his name to Ra Uruhu. He had an experience where he calls it the voice sort of 
came through him and he essentially brought the system through in like eight days. It's a very intense experience, like eight days and nights, like I don't think he ate, like I think he thought his dog died in the process. Like it was, he talks about it in quite a challenging like thing to go through, like which, you know, would be very, you know, interesting having that happen (laughs) for so many days. But, yeah, brought this system through. But that was only in 1987. Um, so it is very new, but it's based on very ancient teachings as well. It kind of weaves together astrology, which is thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. Um, uh, the Chinese I Ching, the tree of life, um, from the, uh, the Judaic Kabbalah, um, and the Hindu Brahman chakra system. So it kind of brought them, takes elements from all of those systems. And then it also weaves in you know, parts of astronomy, parts of biology, and also some sort of quantum mechanics, um, quantum physics type elements as well. So it's kind of this like, it's an incredible system on its own, but it's really built on all these other systems, right? It draws aspects of all these other systems. That's incredible. What a wild experience that would be. Changed his life, you know, as as it would. And it took him a while, like it's taken the system a while to then really become more mainstream you know Mm. like it was 1987 I don't think he started teaching it for quite a few years after that I think he just went through his own big integration and then it was kind of like obscure like on the outer edges you know of this this world for for many many years and then I didn't really see it well I found it in early 2018 and to me that was when it was like really starting to like take off and kind of boom in the online space and more people um mainstream but more astrologers were starting to take note and you know people in personal development were starting to take note of it so it's a baby system I mean it's like it's everywhere now I mm. mean at least for me with you know the the um suggestions from Instagram and you know the people that I follow it's everywhere mm. it's really taken off so why do you think that it came through now why do you think now is the time for human design why do you think it's ready or the world is ready for it Mm. So they speak in human design uh, about a shift that we're going through because a big part of human design as well, once you get into it, it is about understanding your own energetics, but there's a lot in understanding like the collective cycles that we're in, like you do with astrology. You know, you can kind of look to see, Mm. um, like look ahead to see what's kind of coming and happening. And in human design, there's a big shift coming in 2027 which is to do with the procession of the equinox and there's a changing in a cycle that we've been in um they call it the background frequency in human design which is really just the transits and they call it the program as well so it's really just the transits and like what we're moving through um and so uh you know, when I say the background frequency is changing and the procession of the equinox, I think a lot of people have probably heard how we're moving into the age of Aquarius and astrology kind of breaks that down into zodiac signs. Well, you can imagine in human design, instead of 12 zodiac signs, there's 64 small small gates of energies and okay. then each gate has six parts of it. So in 2027, there's a shift there in one of those smaller, smaller like impulses of energy, right? So the the moving into the age of Aquarius is kind of more macro. These, This is like a smaller shift, but it's quite big and it's quite profound and um, that's why the system is really taking off now, like I believe, because there's a lot of urgency in the human design community for more projectors to know 
human design and understand human design. Um, if you were to go to the traditional human design school, they actually give projectors a discount. Like you just flat out, if you're a projector, you get 20% off like oh my everything. I don't, because projectors need to know it because projectors are going to be the ones guiding, right? And the ones who are kind of um, steering the ship of where we're, where we're going. But there's this big change happening in 2027 and we're going to see um, a lot of, they predict that will sort of initiate um, a lot of kind of, crumbling and falling apart of old systems, old structures, old ways of being, and a new way is going to sort of come forward after that. It doesn't happen right at 2027, you know, as with astrology, it can take years and months. But um, so, yeah, that's why I think it's sort of becoming more, um, it's like we're ready for it now because I think we Mm -hmm. can feel the change. I think most people who, who even, you know, maybe they're not even interested in astrology, but you can feel things have been kind of disrupted over the last (laughs) few years. Yeah. Um, it's also a very practical system too. So I think that's a part of it and why, like, I'm finding a lot of people who haven't been interested in astrology before, they're able to understand human design because it is a little bit more like yang and it can feel a little bit more scientific and it can feel, even though astrology is like an incredible science, you know, but it can feel a little bit less woo woo in a way. Mm -hmm. So for some people, it's like, okay, this is just really practical advice. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's been a part of it as well. That's incredible. I'm suddenly very excited for 2027. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you brought up that it works on a collective level because something that I actually got really excited about when I first reached out to you was um, I suppose I was curious about the intention of human design on a collective level. Like if everyone was living truthfully to their design on a collective level, what would that look like? What and and then I suppose is that kind of the shift that's taking place? This greater embodiment of each energy type. Um. Yeah, the shifts that they say are taking place. It's not all kind of love and light, you know, <laughs> <laughs> utopia. Um. It is very much like it, it. They sort of say it will probably be challenging for quite a period because we're moving out of what's called the cross of planning and the cross of planning is to do with those those energies that I was talking about, the 64, um, which were all then broken into six smaller parts. Um, and so we've been in like a collective cycle. It's really been about like organization and building and planning. And you see we've had like colonization and we've had like this like nationalism and this like really needing to build companies, you know, and all of a sudden we have these billionaires of companies. It's been this like building of structures and it's shifting and it's going to be less about this kind of, um, they call it a tribal frequency, even though I try not to use that word, which is very much just about like kind of tribalism, but in like, again, like countries, you know, nationalism. Um, and we're going to see a shift away from that into less sameness and less building things for like the group into more like individuality um, and the individual experience and more about like mutation and kind of each person going their own way but they talk about like these systems that we've built not being able to really function in this new paradigm that we're going into so they talk about like a decentralization and like a moving back to even maybe smaller communities but it will take like 50 to 100 years Um, but yeah no the embodiment piece though the more people who are embodied in their design and just understand themselves the more we'll have a collective who are differentiated and so the more 
they use the words differentiated and mutation a lot in human design. Like human design, the whole thing is about mutation, like how we help each other mutate, like, which is really just evolve. It really just yeah. means like, how do, how does like, how do I activate you so that you evolve? How do you activate me so mm. that I evolve? And so that we come closer and closer into living as differentiated beings, but it's not necessarily like a utopia type thing because we're still here on this like earth plane to kind of learn and, and mm-hmm. grow um, and it can take a while to be like really in our design as well mm-hmm. like they say it can take seven years to be like really tapped into it and anchored into it um, and to move through a fair bit of your conditioning so yeah it's like it's about personal autonomy personal differentiation living out your truth you know which contributes to the macro experience and then also that there's these big shifts and changes kind of going on under the surface. And we're going to need to be like differentiated beings to really thrive in this new kind of frequency that we're moving into. That's very cool. So you mentioned that projectors were kind of, they have their role in this new way. Um, is that role quite different for each energy type? Yeah. Like if ev- everyone was fully living their specific energy, how collectively would that look in in this kind of greater ecosystem of humanity? Yeah, so yes, that's a great point. So yes, projectors are, are the newest energy type too. They were only mm-hmm. they say projectors only started being born when we went through a mutation in 1781, which was when the planet Uranus was discovered. And so we that's when we evolved. They teach in human design from seven centered, which is like what the traditional chakra system describes mm-hmm. into nine centered beings. And so it was with that evolution that projectors started being born. Projectors weren't really a possibility before that wow. kind of manifestors leading the way. Um, so, but projectors are here to guide. That's like the whole purpose of having projectors here in the world. Projectors are really the only type they teach in human design who can really truly see the other, you know, because projectors were designed they talk we talk a lot about aura mechanics in human design so projectors have an aura that can really like penetrate and focus and absorb the energy of the person that they're in front of which makes projectors like really great for like coaching support one-on-one interactions because you we really get a sense of what's going on with that person and that equips us with the ability to guide them and show them how to use their energy in the most effective and productive way um so we're really here for all the other energy types as projectors you know it can be really hard for projectors to see themselves though Mm because we're kind of geared to the other so it's always helpful to have other projectors in your life if you're a projector who can help you see yourself you know because yeah it's we're, we're really geared to see the other whereas all the other energy types they're more here to know and understand and see themselves in this life so we have the manifestors who they're about eight percent of people they are like the initiators. They are like in, here to initiate, here to innovate, here to really bring new things into the world. They're the only energy type that really can sort of have an idea or an urge and just, well, well they have a strategy, which I, I won't get into right now, but, you know, they have an idea and an urge and they can kind of bring it through. For the other energy types, we're always kind of waiting for some kind of external cue to be like, yes, you're invited okay, I'm going to go into this thing. Or yes, I've had a response. I'm going to move into this thing. But manifestors, they kind of very quick, you know, they're designed to just move with the urges that they have, um, bring new energy, new things into the world. Um, and so manifestors, too, they're very autonomous now. Like mm-hmm. they were the leaders, like they were like the kings, the emperors, the pharaohs of 
days gone by and really now manifestors like just want to do their own thing and like cre- like they're very creative they just want to create what's coming through them um and they're designed to be peaceful though so they 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 find their peace when they're able to create and just be in that flow of bringing through whatever's wanting to move through them I always say manifestors it's like they're tapped into the pulse of the universe like that oh, frequency yeah so they're you know people talk about them being like fiery and because they do have anger as a theme but like at their core they're super peaceful like I have quite a few manifestors in my life and they meditate and they're Buddhist and they're like like very peaceful beings then we have the generators and the many gens who they make up together about 70 percent I think it actually might have been 72 percent of the world so they're the majority of the world but they're here to be satisfied creative builders of the world so they're the people who can really build dreams and ideas whereas manifestors get it started mm-hmm. and initiate the rest of us into something and then the generators and the managers can come and build it and create it so their main role is just to like build things that bring them pleasure and feel joyful <laughs> to them you know they're really here to be satisfied because when they're satisfied they generate sacral energy which is life force energy um and so that's their main role like do things that are satisfying, use their energy in way that ways that feel enriching to them personally, like which could be building their own dreams, it could be building someone else's dreams, like it could just be so many things. The main thing for them is that they feel satisfied and they're generating that beautiful life force energy. Um, and the difference between the two, like the generators are really here for mastery though. Mm-hmm. So they'll tend to kind of do um, things really well and they're here to, you know, they're less, they can still be multi-passionate, but they're less kind of, there's less movement for them as there is for the manifesting generators. And the manifesting generators, they're really here for efficiency. So they're the people who are usually like, they have five balls in the air and there's all these different projects and, you know, they're doing things fast and they're skipping steps. Um, yeah. And so the projectors really, we're here to guide them, the generators and the gens. We can guide manifestors if they initiate us into it and they desire it, but it's primarily for the generators and the money gens. Um, and then the beautiful reflectors who are just 1% of the world. And yeah. they're our evaluators and our judges, right? So they're really like the barometers of the health and well-being of our communities and of families. Like, so if anyone's a reflector, if they know a reflector, like you want to be asking your reflectors, like, what do you feel? Like, what do you think's going on here? Like they will have the most profound insights into what's happening in our world um but they really need time they're the only lunar being in human design too all the other types are called solar beings and then the the reflectors who reflect the light they're the lunar beings so they're connected to the moon and they actually experience cycles like the moon cycles really deeply affect them and they experience it moving through their the moon through their whole chart which gives them um i guess their own personal version of definition because they're completely open otherwise in their centers and their energy. Oh, they have no centers filled. No, that's what makes it. Yeah, but then the moon comes along and sort of activates hanging Mm. gates and it gives them this like regular pattern of definition. So they might feel like a projector one day and then a manifester and then a generator and they move through this regular pattern because of the moon. Um, But even though I said they can, you know, they reflect they don't absorb like projectors too, which is why projectors are the ones who we say really see the other and here to guide the other. Reflectors sort of just get to sample and then mm-hmm. they're designed to just be in a position like, 
ideally reflectors are at the heart of a community. They feel valued and treasured and they have their community coming to them saying like, hey, what do you think about this? Can you share some insights about this? Um, yeah, so they're the type. So that would be kind of the ideal way it would work. Like manifestors initiate, the generators and the money gens are like getting to work and building things, but they're super satisfied and they're enriched in the process. And then projectors are there kind of just guiding and helping it be more efficient, making sure that they're as satisfied as they can be. And then the reflectors are sort of evaluating on the whole process. Hello, beautiful. It is Jordan sliding in here to share a little bit about one of our favorite offerings and creations, our Flow with the Moon membership. An intention that I've always held for this membership is for it to be a sanctuary. A sanctuary and a safe space for you to dip in and out of whenever you're feeling called to hear the whispers of your soul, whenever you're feeling called to re-energize yourself with your own energy, whenever you're feeling called to understand something with greater clarity or release what you're ready to be free from. This membership is a sacred space for exploration of self, for transformation, and for beautiful healing. Each month a new guide is uploaded that has the space for soul exploration, journal prompts and intention settings, a new energy ritual created by me, a live full moon circle, a monthly tarot reading and astrology overview, and when the inspiration comes, intermittent bonus rituals and collaborations, just like this month in August with our bonus Lionsgate portal ritual and reading. We have explored topics like breathwork, Akashic records, numerology, past lives, tapping, wealth, inner child healing, and so much more, and of course, lots of astrology. I would love to invite you into this sacred space if you feel the resonance in your energy and in your body saying yes. You can find us at girlandhermoon.com and join us from there. And now, getting back to today's episode. That's such a cool picture that you've just painted with everyone kind of working together. That's incredible. Um, so when you, when you're working with people with human design, primarily doing it with business, which is such a, I feel like such a great, like mirror to reflect each system in action. Um, but what are the, some of the, what are some of the like greatest surprises or challenges or changes that different types go through when they really learn their energy type and learn to work with their energy type? Mm. typically we're all conditioned before finding human design to be trying to live as another energy type you know and we live in a world that is very much designed for the generator energy and very much designed for the manifestor energy as well and so it's really confusing because it doesn't actually work for anyone because no one is two different types at once um and we live in a world that's still very designed for the seven centered being, which as I said, we've evolved into these nine-centered beings, which um, as nine-centered beings, no matter what your type is, no matter what else is going on with your design, nine-centered beings are designed to be receptive, whereas the seven-centered beings were strategic and they were governed by the ajna they teach in human design, which is the the mind. And Mm -hmm. so they were designed to be 
making decisions from the mind that were logical, that were strategic, that were really designed to kind of dominate as well, which is why we saw a lot of what we saw happening in the world. Whereas the seven-centered being, we're designed to be receptive, receptive, which is what our inner, our authority helps us to do, be in our receptivity. Um, and we have a much more co- complex system, right? And we're becoming far more emotionally attuned. We're, we're shifting from a species. We, we, we've kind of gone from like an evolution of being a species that were really governed by firstly the spleen, which is what we were as five-centered beings, which was all about survival, mm-hmm. you know, very self focus like I just what's going to keep me alive right now to then seven center beings who are governed by the Ajna which was like okay what's logical what's smart let's be strategic let's build let's focus to then the nine center beings where it's like but hang on what do we feel you know and (laughs) so it's gone through this we've gone through this evolution so there's that too and that the world is very seven centered we live in a world that kind of demands you be strategic and that you we're taught to think logically and to think you know, make decisions from the mind and and all these things. And it's just not the case for a lot of people anymore, which is, yeah, this, so that's what your authority really helps you do. Um, but, yes, m- the world we live in is very much geared for generators in that, you know, we can be kind of told to, like, pick one thing, stick with it, have longevity in your work and your career or your family, you know, which for a lot of people that doesn't really work. We evolve and we grow beyond things. Um, and then we're also, we also live in a world that really is geared towards manifestors in that we're kind of told to like, well, just go do it. Just go make it happen. Just initiate it and get it started. And that really only works like 8% of people. And even with manifestors, they can't just initiate just from the mind to, it has to be like their authority kind of guiding them. So even if a manifestor is initiating from the mind, it can still take them off track. Um, so authority is kind of everything for like navigating the world and so it helps us live in this sort of strategic world but um yeah so the world hasn't caught up but I find a lot of projectors have conditioning and they're trying to be like generator managers like I was literally (laughs) thinking that as you were talking I was like wow I'm I've really been trying to be the builder and the doer Yeah. yeah and and the um I think you mentioned like the the stabilizer, like mm. to create something and stick to that one thing and, you know, have it exist over this long frame of time. And I just want to explore everything. And it almost feels like I'm a master at nothing, but I'm so interested in everything. Mm. And that can be so difficult when it feels like the world is telling you to be, a, yeah, literally the, the type that you're not. Mm, absolutely. Um yeah, because projectors too, we're generally like here to study as well. You know, we study, we're here to cultivate a craft. So it's quite common that there's like lots of things that we'll kind of pull from. What's your profile, Jordan? Like is that the, the line the thing? Yeah. <laughs> four, six? Okay, yeah, yeah. So the four is like very foundational. The four really does sort of seek knowledge and wisdom and then the six is kind of teacher like you're here to kind of move into that kind of like embodied teacher type role so it's natural that you'd have like a hunger for knowledge and for Mm. different systems and things um a hunger that is literally never satisfied yes no I'm the same (laughs) I'm a five one I'm not a four six but the one is very much the same um yeah so even for generators though I just think Like even for a lot of generators, like they might can still be multi-passionate. So even though I said they're here for mastery, they can still have different things and might still Mm -hmm. chop and change. And I guess this is like 
the beautiful thing, again, of following your strategy and authority, like that can really show you like the how and the when to kind of move from things, when to let things go, what's the right next step for you. Um, yeah, but projectors too, the conditioning for projectors houses, they're normally, you know, they think they're the generators and the money gens, they're, they're without fail, like the, the overworkers. Like it's because, and it's because they amplify, it's the way their energy works with other people's energy. It's not that we're just sensitive and we can see and we actually absorb and amplify the energy. Well, everyone does, but projectors especially. So we amplify sacral energy. So a projector can feel like they're like a little energizer bunny and they might Mm -hmm. be in the office with generators and many gens and they're getting stuff done and they might start a job and they're able to do like the 60, 70 hour work weeks and it's okay. But over time it wears them down because it's not their energy. They're kind of running on fumes really. And so projectors commonly go through burnout. A lot of projectors, by the time they find human design, they're in burnout. Um, so that's the decondition, like learning to rest right? and, and learning to realize like projectors, we're not really here to be the doers. We're here to guide and advise and analyze, but not be in roles where we're physically the ones doing all the things mm-hmm. because we don't respond. We don't have that sacral energy to work in that way. Um, That's so insightful. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the first things you look at? Energy type, did you say line profile? Mm. And then the, what do you call when the little energy center is colored in? <laughs> is Definition. That yeah. 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 So type, if you know someone's type, um, that's always that strategy is a part of type and then so are the themes. So each type has a not self theme and what they call a signature, I call it a true self theme. So they can be kind of like barometers to help you know when you're in alignment or not. Mm-hmm. Then authority, big. Then, yeah, profile, which is really like your profile is really connected to your purpose and like the role that you're here to fulfill in the world. Um, and then the, it's the combination of like someone's definition, which is, yeah, where they're colored in, where the centers might be colored in and they've got channels or, or, and their openness. So the white centers, they can, you can get a lot of information out of people's white centers because that's where the biggest not self normally exists. So that's where you take in conditioning from the outside world. And if you have centers that are white, they're where you can be made to feel like you're not enough. So you try to be something other than who you are because you feel like you're not enough. Um, whereas where you're colored in, it can be where it's more likely to be where you're made to feel like you're too much. So you can sort of be in the not self of your defined centers too, and that you might hold the energy back and repress it. Like I'm going to hold my voice back or I don't want to seem egotistical. So I'm going to hold that back because people throughout your life have made you feel like, again, that's too much. Um yeah. So this is where awareness of your design mm. is so empowered, like helpful in understanding the people around you's designs as well and how you might be conditioning each other, you know, things that might be coming up that exist beyond words, right? Like it's, it might not be someone saying to you, like your voice is too much, but you just sort of feel it in the energy. Wow. And is it, so I think I've read this once and I don't know if this is just projectors because I've in a very, um, Aries way I've only like looked at what's specific for me yeah. um but I think I've read that kind of being around other people with defined centers that almost um like I mirror that definition even if I'm not defined in that center is that right yeah so we all do it to a degree okay. but then 
projectors really do it because we have that aura that really focuses and wants to absorb the other. Um, so, but everyone does it. Every we we mirror it, and it can be like something really powerful, right? Like two people can come together who kind of have complementary definition, and all of a sudden they're like a powerhouse team working together, mm. and they like really can like I don't know make great art or something together so it can be really beautiful but it can also if you're not aware of what your what's your truth and what's not it can also take you off track because it can the energy can start to um bring up not self behaviors so you might be with that person and you feel really creative and then all of a sudden you're you're really amplifying emotions, right? And you become kind of emotionally chaotic when your normal state is to be cool, calm and collected. And mm-hmm. you don't realize like, hang on, these emotions I'm feeling. I've been with this person a while. I'm feeling a lot. Hang on, this isn't mine. Like that's the power of knowing your own design. You can kind of more realize things in the moment. Like, whoa, like, okay, I'm feeling things. What's going on with you? Like rather than going into chaos. Um, yeah. That that's incredible. I think I was just trying to remember. I think my partner is an emotional authority. Yes. And then I'm a the top two oh, you're mental mental yeah. projector. Yes. Yeah. And so mm. I think I was reading that once and I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense because he's he's a lot more emotionally reactive to things. And I when I am around him a lot, which is often, I become that and I'm like, hang on, this isn't me. What's happening? <laughs> mm, that's where like it's good for you when that's happening just to get out of aura you know and just Mm. be in your own space um but you're a projector right so with time you'll be able to use that to be like oh I'm feeling a lot right now is it do you want to talk about something what's happening Mm. with you what's going on and create space for him to move through it so you amplify the emotion so so a lot of of times the undefined emotional person as a child, like people can think you're you're the emotional one because you amplify it when you do, but really you're this cool, calm, collected being when you're kind of on your own. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. So it's interesting. It's interesting that you've noticed that. Yeah. Well, I think I think it was human design that reflected it to me first, and then I was able to notice it, which which literally is like the magic of. Of, of the awareness that human design brings, isn't it? Mm. You actually did, I think this was 2020, and you were doing, were they soul constellations? Mm. Or did I just, do yes, you that? Yes. Yeah, you actually did a reading for me. And ah. so that's the only time anyone's ever looked into my human design. And yeah. it, was, it wasn't, it was um, like it was a written report. Mm. And I was just bawling my eyes out when I received that. I don't think I spoke to you about any of this, but just some of the things written there illuminated parts of myself that no other system or lens or perspective ever had. And it illuminated parts of myself that I hadn't even been aware of just yet. Mm-hmm. Like it, it allowed me to put words to parts of myself that I had never been able to grasp. And this was, you know, a small reading and it was so profound. Mm. It's incredible the insight that's inside of human design. It is. It's. It should be, you know, if anyone's looking into their human design, it really should be affirming like that. You know, yeah. if if ever there's things that don't feel affirming, I would say just like leave them. But it should, like, I had the same experience when I found my human design of, you know, being like, oh my goodness, this explains so much. Like this explains so much of my life and why I felt the way I felt, you know. 
Um, so it should be a big permission slip. So I'm glad that you had yeah. that experience. It's funny you bring that up because I haven't sold them for two years and I'm literally about to relaunch them in the next few days. So that timing's really interesting. I, you were probably one of the last ones I did in 2020. I think um, it was like March or something, 2020. Yeah, I stopped doing them in like June or July because I couldn't keep up. Um, I started to not be able to keep up with the demand and, you know, written readings, they're quite focused yeah. work. Um so, yeah, funny. I'm glad That's that it was incredible. helpful. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that you're bringing them back and I would absolutely recommend them. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Um, so I, you've touched on this a little bit, but I would just really love to understand how human design has impacted your life and how it's supported you. And I suppose, like, how do you think your life would be different if you never found human design, apart from the fact that it's in your work? Yeah. <laughs> I, if I hadn't found human design, I doubt, yeah, I doubt I'd be working for myself because I feel like, like I, before I found human design, I had like a desire to work for myself and do something, which is why I started studying, you know, astrology and doing different things. Like I knew that there was something else I was meant to do, but I really believe it's because I did it like a projector that it's worked for me. I feel like if I'd come into even astrology and tried to do it as a generator, I can't see how it would have worked for me because I was in such deep burnout too, like around that time. Um, and so it's really been human design and understanding my own energetics. It's really helped me create a business and a life that supports that rather than just moving through the constant cycles of like burning out and going again and burning out and going again. Um, so yeah, I imagine, I mean, it's, it's wild to think about, but I don't know if I'd be doing what I'm doing now, or I don't know if it would have worked or, you know, anything. And I'd say I'd probably be exhausted (laughs) or thinking something was wrong with me. That was the big thing for me. I used to just really feel like something must be wrong with me. Why can't I, you know, you know, I used to, I had a bit of a pattern where I would change jobs like every two years because I would come in and be amplifying all the energy and set really unrealistic expectations of myself within companies where I would do a lot and then the energy would wane and I would be like exhausted and depleted. Like after a year of doing that, it's like, wow. And the second year would be really hard. And that was kind of my cycle. And I never understood why, you know, and why it didn't happen to other people. (laughs) Like how can they just keep going? Right. It's because Mm -hmm. Generators or many gens, if they respond to something, it's literally life giving, you know, and they can typically they get burnt, they can get burnt out, but they can move through it a lot faster. Whereas for projectors and manifestors, it can be and reflectors, it can be a bit of a longer process. Um, so, what then is like life giving for the other types? Yeah. So, we all work with energy in different ways, you know, and we all have, when I say life giving, I'm, that probably wasn't like a, a super helpful term for me to use, but like sacral energy. So mm-hmm. the sacral is really the center of life force energy. And so, and it's, it generates from within. So like a generator responds to something and it literally is like energy bubbles up and from within, right? Whereas a lot of the other types, we're kind of taking it in and amplifying it and then letting it go, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can't, we don't respond in the same way. So like there could be something I really love doing, but if I'm burnt out, I'm not going to respond in the same way a generator is. Or if there's something they're really meant to be doing, it's like their body will kind of 
Make come alive with energy. Yeah. yeah. Whereas we all have different access to, you know, different centers. Just some of the centers are called motor centers. And so they actually do generate energy. So if someone has a defined root, that's mm-hmm. a motor energy. It pulses. If someone has a defined solar plexus, that's a motor energy that works in cycles. Um, oh, no, sorry, in a wave, which can feel like cycles. Mm-hmm. And then if someone has a defined heart center, that's a motor center, which really works in like a pulse. Um, but yeah, we all have energy in different ways and different things, you know, I think, um, as you know, from soul medicine Academy too, there's like different things that I think energize different people as well. Mm. Um, yeah. That's so cool. I wish, I almost wish I knew more coming into this so I could ask the right questions, but, um, I think every time I go to look at my human design chart, there's so much there that I almost just run away. Mm. It can be really intimidating. So, um, so we already, you've already clarified kind of where to start and the main things to look at, but can I ask you some resources Mm. to dive into? Um, and I'm, I'm just trying to find the right words to use here, but there's, a lot of information, especially online, especially on Instagram and blogs and things like that, that I haven't found the depth that I'm really hungry for mm. when I'm thinking about learning human design. And the same has been true for astrology and numerology and other things. But where can we go to really get that depth? Like even mm. um, the, the cycles that you're speaking of that we spoke of at the beginning mm. I literally haven't even heard that anywhere else. Mm. Yeah. So I um, I learned a lot of human design, even though I've taken courses with like incredible people in the industry. A lot of where I learned human design was through a website called Jovian Archive. Mm. If for anyone who's like an audio or a visual learner, that is great because you can go in there and just buy particular courses and it's all what they call source material, which is straight from Ra Uruhu, the founder. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I learned all about 2027. There's what's called cosmology lectures where he goes deep into like the mystical side of it. Um, So if you're wanting to go like deeper, like Jovian Archive is a really, really great place for that. I also have made it, you know, um, a priority for me to like connect and become friends with people who are like, what's called like professionally trained, two people who've gone through the human design school. Not everyone needs to go through the human design school. Like I haven't studied there at all. In fact, um, I I won't ever, but like I know people who have, so and it's interesting just to have conversations with them because there is a lot more depth of Mm. knowledge and awareness for people who have gone through the traditional school. Um, So, yeah, but books are great. You know, there's a lot of books on Amazon too and you can get even like, the resources, like almost like the textbooks from the school. I can send you a list of resources as well, Jordan. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Th- so, but Jovian Archive is kind of my go to because if mm. there's something you're interested in your own design, like, oh, I want to learn about my authority, I want to mm. learn about my particular emotional wave because all the people have different types of emotional waves. You know, everything on Instagram is kind of very general, generalized. Um, Yeah. And then getting a reading is always helpful too, because it really is with human design as it kind of is with astrology too. It's, it's less about the separate parts and like, how does it all work together? Like, 
Well, that's where the magic really comes through, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, there's lots of great people who have courses too. This is where your authority can help as well to know, like, so for you, Jordan, it's like your authority is really about like talking things out, um, you know, and being in the right environment and talking things through with the right people and just seeing what you feel. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, but I can share a list. I mean, there's great books. Karen Curry Parker has a great book for people who are just starting, but it doesn't necessarily have the depth. It is more of like an introductory kind of resource. There is the human design textbook, but I wouldn't recommend going there first because it's a bit dry and it's like hard to, (laughs) it's a bit, you know, um, but if you've been learning, it might be all right for you. I'm not no, sure. no, not not me. Definitely not no. me. But maybe <laughs> some other people. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, okay. Is there? Um, I wanted to ask you if there's anything at the moment that's really like exciting you about your child. I don't know about you, but even within astrology, there are certain chapters in my life where there's a certain planet or a placement that is just like come to me come like sit in my energy and understand me more is there anything that's really like exciting you about human design at the moment Mm. what am I feeling I yeah I'm in a place with my human design where I just love my own design and it probably (laughs) sounds really like I love that I know I just don't care anymore like I'm just gonna say it I love my own design um (laughs) which is a big place to get to because when I first learned it a lot of my channels I was a bit just off put with, you know, I have the channel of judgment and the channel of struggle and, you know, it's taken me a while to really love that energy and be in a place where I can feel I'm using it healthily. Cause sometimes with our channels, we can be using it, the energy in a way that's like not self. Um, and what else is feeling really alive for me? I'm really, really exploring Chiron, not necessarily. So he isn't a planet that activates in uh, gates or in our human design chart, but him from the perspective of like my astrology more so. Mm. Um, And I'm having a big love affair with Taurian and Venus energy right now. I mean, my progressed moon, my progressed moon's been in Taurus for a few months and Mm. I'm just really leaning into that because otherwise I have no planets in Taurus normally and I it's like my favourite sign. I'm like, how am I not a Taurus? I'm a Cancerian, but um, I feel like I should be a Taurian. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is my favourite. So, okay, going on that, yeah. how does astrology come into human design? Obviously it's a, a foundation of human design, but mm. how much do they really interact? Yeah, so you can see that there is kind of like crossover. So, Essentially what they've done, because astrology is like very foundational in human design, like human design is really about the planetary placements, activating um, certain parts of the chart. So the way it works is that we essentially have two astrology charts in human design. You have your conscious chart, which is your personality, which is taken at the the time that you're born, just like it is in astrology. And so that's your, your design that you're really aware of right? It's your consciousness and your personality. You have a second chart in human design that was taken. It's 88 degrees. It's the sun 88 degrees earlier. So, which is about 88 days, um, might be 87 to 88 days before, which is when, uh, so it gets really mystical human (laughs) design because so that's essentially where um, your body 
So you have two designs. You have like a personality conscious design and then you have what's called a design and it's unconscious and it's to do with your vehicle or your body. And it's actually the unification of the two um, that makes your human design. And so the way that that works is just in the same way as in astrology, the planets are activating certain points in the astrological wheel. But instead of, you know, having your sun in Taurus, you could specifically have your sun in Taurus in gate two, line four. So that's where I was talking about those 64 sort of subsections, which each have six subsections within them. So it's like the zodiac is divided into these much smaller impulses of energy. And then they translate. So if someone has gate two, their sun in gate two in the rave mandala wheel, we call it instead of like the zodiac wheel, um, they have gate two in the body graph colored in. So gate two in the body graph maps to gate two in the wheel. It would help for you, I think, to see the Rave Mandala view, actually. Um, I think you, you that for me, that was like, oh, okay, all the dots are kind of joining together because it's similar to the astrological wheel with just much smaller subsections. Right. I've only seen the the human one yes. like with, with a body, so it's different to that. Yeah, so there's two charts essentially uh-huh. and a lot of sites will have like the Rave Mandala kind of around mm-hmm. the body graph or you can kind of look at it separately as well wow that's um, incredible yeah. yeah I I I have so much like desire to know all of this um it's just it just feels so complex I suppose um but you've kind of reignited my desire to learn so much more about my chart it feels like I mean just like astrology it would just be years and years and years of just pulling back layers and understanding more and pulling back more layers and then going deeper in that direction and deeper in that direction over there. Um, I suppose that's why you mentioned seven years of deconditioning. Is that kind of what you're referring to? Yeah, well, it's because yeah, in human design they talk about it being like a cellular system too. So it's it's less about the knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. we learn logically, but it's it's an embodied process and so it takes seven years to do a cellular cycle and so that's why that makes sense the awareness takes seven years to be fully integrated and you honestly you do feel it and I felt it personally like being in my experiment um you know for for four and a half years the difference I feel now to what I felt like two years ago is like wild and you can start you can feel it with people who've been working with their human design for 10 20 years like it's less about what they say you can just mm-hmm. feel the yeah. the transmission um so it's all like again how do we impact each other and it's through us embodying our own design we impact the people around us and they feel that um but yeah I feel like it is complex it is good to learn the systems kind of what I kind of did was almost separately and then look at how they kind of were working together and I just very slowly because I knew astrology first brought in bits of human design that made sense to me <laughs> like as I went deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> it doesn't include what human design misses for all the astrologers out there. They don't look at aspects and they don't, wow. they don't include how, like there's nothing to do with the houses. It's literally just like a planet activating a certain energy. You have that in your chart. Um and then you, if you have like a gate, if you have two gates that join together, you have a channel and that creates your definition. Um, 
Yeah. And the gene keys are kind of based on the same thing too. If anyone's going to the gene keys, it's yeah. like. What what are gene keys? So they were, again, brought through by Richard Rudd, who was in human design for like 20 years. They feel like a more feminized, soulful version. The human design can be quite yang and quite, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, again, it's like they're more, they're simplified, but they have so much more depth too. It's really interesting. So one gene key, so the second gene key, right, is like if you go listen to it, it's like a 30-minute audio to listen to that description of the second gene key. The second gene key relates to gate, the second gate that someone might have in their human design chart. But it's the same kind of concept. There's spheres that mean um, different qualities of life and ways that you work with energy, but you go through kind of a sequence in them where you might move through different challenges and then a breakthrough as you contemplate the shadows. Um, I'm probably butchering it and not explaining gene keys very well, but they're really beautiful. I always recommend people look into them as well, especially like, you know, you want to start with your conscious sun and earth, you know, Mm -hmm. so if you have your sun and gate five and your earth and gate 35, you'd go read the or listen to the fifth gene key and the 35th gene key. Right. So gene keys really does build off human design. You probably couldn't go straight into gene keys without knowing human design. Oh, you could. You just wouldn't know all the energy type stuff, which is helpful, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Cool. That's it. That's incredible. Mm. I, um, yeah, I just have like such a hunger to, (laughs) to know so much more now. So thank you for kind of reigniting that within me. Um, I don't think I have any other questions for you. I I think this is all actually going to take a little while to kind of process in my brain because there was so much richness and wisdom and information, which is exactly what I was desiring for, like the depth. And I was really, I really thought I would kind of get that from you. So thank you for, for showing up in that way and sharing your perspectives with me and with us. Thanks, honey. Thanks for having me. It's been lots of fun to talk with you. Amazing.